young pilots playing tales, the risk takers, or the old Comanchean rides again. So you want to be an airline pilot, you want to travel the world, visit strange and exotic countries, and immerse yourself in the wonders of foreign cultures. You want to make a good living, bring up a family and plan for a wonderful retirement driving your luxurious RV around the wide open spaces of your beloved country. Has it crossed your mind that your chosen occupation might not be the safest way to achieve your dreams? It's not like you've chosen to be a military pilot whose membership of the profession of arms brings a vastly increased risk of death either at the hands of your enemy or just while training to fly high-performance fighters. No, you've chosen to be a boring commercial pilot where the odds of you being killed in an air accident are 1 in 29.4 million, according to the NTSB. Dr. Arnold Bennett of MIT tells us that if you took one domestic flight a day every day of the week, Odds are you could go 36,000 years before you'd die in a plane crash. Whereas the odds of you dying in your recreational vehicle, with traffic accidents being one of the leading causes of death in the United States and many other countries, means that your retirement might be alarmingly short-lived. You have undoubtedly decided that wearing the dark uniform of a pilot while striding purposely through the airport flashing your golden ranked stripes to all the pretty girls and boys as you tug your flight bag along is the way to go, particularly with those odds. It's not like you're going to want to be someone who works with, say, motorised garden machinery. Oh no, not with all those whirring blades, chomping chainsaws, chippers and mowers, that's much too dangerous. Nor would you choose to be a construction worker with its inherent risk of falling from high buildings, being crushed by massive plant diggers and the like, particularly with only that natty orange jacket and plastic hard hat to protect you. The iron and steel industry wouldn't be your choice either, with molten metal being ejected from the fiery furnaces at a mere 1,500 degrees centigrade, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, to be pounded by vast mechanical hammers spraying liquefied shards of metal around. One job you would definitely steer clear of is perhaps riding said steer, or should I call it a bull? Professional bull riders can certainly rake in a good amount of money, but is that worth bouncing around on a leaping, spinning and plunging Brahmin crossbreed weighing 1,500 pounds and topped by wickedly sharp horns attached to a skull of mighty thickness? You might be safer off hiding underground along with other miners who dig into the earth's crust in search of mineral treasures, or perhaps not as they risk cave-ins, explosions, chemical leaks, falls, electrocution, toxic fumes and being crushed by heavy machinery whilst working in an appallingly dark and cramped environment. 
You definitely wouldn't want to be one of New York's finest in their blue uniforms facing the streets of a violent metropolitan city with their murdering gangs and homicidal maniacs. Nor would you want to be a Hollywood stunt performer who steps in when things get too hairy for the star of the show to risk, like leaping off tall buildings, crashing vehicles, fighting with real weapons, getting chairs broken on their heads and a myriad of other terrifying stunts that thrill the movie-going audiences. No, surely being an airline pilot has to be a safe and secure profession. Much better than being a linesman, suspended from high wires carrying thousands of volts of electricity in extreme weather, where the risk of electrocution or deadly falls is an everyday hazard. If you believe that, then perk up your ears, dear listener. Being a commercial pilot has consistently been in the top 10 most dangerous jobs in the world, and more often than not, amongst the top three. The only jobs that are regularly considered more deadly are that of a lumberjack and a deep-sea fisherman. But that small consideration surely wouldn't put you off. After all, it's not like you're going to be working from dawn to dusk flying a crop duster. All that buzzing around at the height of a telegraph pole, or even lower, breathing fertilizer dust or insecticide all day, working from semi-prepared strips and into fields surrounded with cables, trees and novel obstructions, all designed to be as invisible as possible and all prepared to bring you down. Nor will you be spending your nights flying alone through filthy weather in busy European airspace in and out of airports with complicated procedures for which your barely equipped, aged and tatty twin prop machine can hardly cope with. Behind you, the cabin is stuffed to the gunnels with newspapers, mail and the odd demented passenger, whilst your money-grubbing and inconsiderate employer demands that you rush on, regardless of the ever-worsening icing conditions and your max takeoff weight. Oh, hang on. In order to get to that magical point in your life when you can start the nail-chewing process of ploughing yet more money into exams, instrument and type ratings, that's often exactly what you'll have to do. Unless, of course, you belong to a country which has a yellow brick road that takes you straight to Nirvana and the right-hand seat of an A320. Do not pass go, do not collect. £200. The reason that road is yellow is because it's paved with your gold, or if you're very lucky, the gold from the bank of mum and dad. That road is safer, that road circumvents the years of character building, living life on the edge flying, that makes sensible people invest their efforts into becoming accountants, not lion trainers, and certainly not lumberjacks. I wanted to be a lumberjack, leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. The giant redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine, the smell of fresh-cut timber, the crash of mighty trees, 
best girlie by my side. Assuming you survive your apprenticeship and are bestowed with the magical license that every career-making professional pilot yearns for, which airline are you going to pursue? Because it might make all the difference to your life expectancy. Whilst there isn't a CEO alive who won't tell you that safety is their first concern, their primary goal, the very top of their priorities, that doesn't always translate into reality. Of course, the reason that many dodgy airlines still attract passengers and stay afloat despite a disastrous safety record is the same reason that some people will always buy cheap shoes. Despite the fact that they know their shoddy footwear is going to split and leak inside a year, they will always bulk at the cost of a decent pair of boots, like the legendary R.M. Williams' handmade shit kickers. Established in 1932, a pair of these world-famous, in Australia, boots will cost you 650 of the local trading tokens, 430 greenbacks, but only £400 sterling, a sum that will seem insignificant 20 years and 14 million miles later when you're still marvelling at how your fine, gleaming, flying boots look and how comfortable they are. Mine have been rehealed and resold a few times and they feel as good as they ever have. Of course, there are a lot of variables to take into account when choosing your airline. You may be aiming at one described as a legacy carrier, but just remember Pan Am and TWA were world-famous leaders of the industry once. Now they live in various museums and history books. And if it weren't for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, we might not have Delta, United or American, who themselves have swallowed up a host of others. You might want the best pay or the most convenient basing, but I wonder how many of you have considered the safest or perhaps more importantly, the least safe. Airlines are, not surprisingly, a little unwilling to make detailed incident data freely available, so most observers rely on the blunt instrument of counting accidents and fatalities, which are usually a matter of public record. These numbers aren't put into the context of accidents per air mile or even taking into account the longevity of an airline, but to have any accident on your record is obviously a black mark, even if there are mitigations. Leading the pack in both accidents and fatalities is American Airlines, with 11 airframes totaled with a loss of 858 people. However, Air France comes a close second, having also lost 11 aircraft, but with a much smaller loss of life. China Airlines, Korean Air and Pakistan International are all up there, but these are meaningless statistics, unless they are measured against some form of yardstick. The longevity of an airline is a major factor, since new outfits usually have modern equipment and have hardly been around long enough to suffer many losses. But by that measure, K 
KLM and Qantas should be right up there, having been formed in 1919 and 1920 respectively, but they are not. KLM doesn't feature in the top 20 of airframes losses and only 17th in fatalities, and Qantas has been named by AirlineRatings.com as the world's safest airline from 2014 to 2017 and again for three years running between 2019 and 2021. On the other hand, from the United States, only Air Alaska appears in the top 10. When it comes to the list of airlines that have never had a fatal crash, the list is quite long, but many have been formed relatively recently, like Wizz Air in 2004, Aegean and EasyJet in 1995, whilst others have been around a little longer, like Sun Country Airlines 1983 and Virgin Atlantic 1984. As much as I would like to celebrate the safest bunch, it's actually the most unsafe that we're all really interested in. Not that, hopefully, many of you will be seeking employment there. Certainly not with Air Koryo, which operates out of North Korea. According to Skytrax, this disastrous airline with its ageing fleet of Soviet aircraft was the only one of 681 carriers to maintain a one-star ranking for four years running. And Kim Jong-un used Air China to take a recent flight to Singapore for a summit. Ariana Afghan Airlines might also be one to steer clear of. They currently have five aircraft in their fleet, but have written off 19 in their history. Despite this awful record, it should be mentioned that they have only seen the demise of 154 people, and they've been around since 1955. Not only that, but they fly in some pretty unforgiving terrain and have suffered through a number of conflicts, which have seen their aircraft struck down by weapons fire. However, despite that, they are still banned from flying into European airspace. That also applies to another Afghan airline, Cam Air. Why are they considered one of the world's most unsafe airlines? Well, they have only been in operation for a decade, but have already managed enough fatal accidents to result in over 100 passenger deaths. They were at one time blacklisted by the United States for allegedly smuggling opium on civilian flights, a charge that the airline denied, despite having a fleet of the infamous drug-carrying MD-82 and MD-83 Mad Dogs. Papua New Guinea is also blighted by hostile topography and a lack of sophisticated navigation aids, which might explain one of its airlines' disastrous safety record of seven deadly crashes since 1992. It doesn't appear in many lists, partly because of its habit of regularly rebranding, having gone from Milne Bar Air to Airlines PNG and now PNG Air. Yeti Airlines are another carrier which requires their pilots to have nerves of steel. Outdated aircraft, terrible weather and horrible hills are a few of the daily problems facing the airline, but flying around the Himalayas isn't for the faint-hearted. 
Nepal's 17 carriers are all banned from flying into European airspace as the country has suffered 27 fatal crashes in the past three decades. Still, that's probably safer than risking a road trip through the country's most dangerous mountain passes as 40% of those end in disaster. AirlineRatings.com have generously awarded a single star out of a possible seven to Yeti Airlines, Nepal Airlines, Tara Air and Buddha Air. Of course, not every incident and accident is the fault of the airline, even if it doesn't have a favourable safety audit. Tragana Air Service has had 10 hull losses and 14 accidents since 2002, and is another one-star operator. No, Texas being a lone star state isn't really a good thing. On one occasion, a Trigana Twin Otter carrying eight passengers and crew had several shots fired at it whilst landing at Mulia Airport in Papua province. Both pilots were injured, which, perhaps not unexpectedly, caused them to lose control and the aircraft veered into an airport building. Four injuries and one death resulted. From police headquarters, Chief Boy Rafli Amar made a statement. We're really sorry of the incident, he said. The airplane was fired upon from unknown direction. Some bullets went through the airplane. Bullet shrapnels cut through passengers' bodies. The airplane landed imperfectly. The airline remains banned from flying to either the US or the EU. And remember... Even if you survive your accident with your dodgy airline in a strange country, your troubles may only be starting. Always join an airline pilots association that can support you around the world. If your association can't help, call the IFALPA emergency number, plus 44 do not answer questions from the authorities without legal representation. Ask the authorities to contact your nearest embassy or consulate to advise them of your detention. In some countries, you have the right to remain silent. Do not sign anything without legal representation. Following an accident, you may not be fit to answer questions. Discharge your responsibilities to ensure the safety of your passengers and crew. Secure the aircraft and or the accident site. Notify your company and ask them to inform the appropriate local authorities. Try and keep your crew together and obtain them rest facilities. If you are required to submit to a drug and alcohol test, ensure that you retain a duplicate sample for independent analysis. Produce your flying license if required, but do not allow others to retain it. Consider carefully the wisdom of conducting further flights. Obtain copies of all original documents and recorded interviews. Only complete written statements with the help of your legal counsel. If compelled to make a statement, do it in your own language. Stick to facts and do not speculate. Wherever possible, delay until you are rested and in a good mental state. And be careful out there.
Plane Tales is a feature production of the Airline Pilot Guy show. You can find out all about that at AirlinePilotGuy.com. And if you're enjoying Plane Tales as a standalone podcast, then we'd be very grateful if you could give us a decent review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Many thanks indeed, and thanks for listening.